yo, yo. Welcome to Raptors Flex Plus. I am your host, Kyle. Let's go. So, yes, the third preseason game for the Raptors is now in the books. We beat the Bulls yesterday from Chicago, 106 to 102. Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes both scored 22 apiece. And what we saw yesterday, finally, for the preseason, is that the starters finally played into the third quarter and the fourth quarter, which we haven't seen so far in the first two preseason games, right? And I'm going to get into all of that in terms of, you know, my thoughts and reactions from that game. But before we do, please like, share, and subscribe. I want to thank everyone that's been supporting me in some way, shape, or form so far, whether you subscribe to the channel, whether you've liked one of the previous videos that I've released, whether you are following me on Instagram or Twitter, formerly known, or X now, formerly known as Twitter, at Raptors Flex. I appreciate, I appreciate, I appreciate. Like I keep saying, I'm trying to make this one of the illest channels in the Raptors community. So let's get into it. Again, third preseason game in the books. The Raptors are now 3-0 in the preseason. Take that for whatever it's worth. Which, uh, you know, anything in the preseason you really need to take with a grain of salt. But it's in terms of what are we looking for in the preseason and what you really want to pay attention to, especially for content creators or even just fans, anybody that's paying attention to the squad, is that, you know, are they starting to gel as a team? Are we starting to see chemistry come into play? Now with Coach Darko Ryakovich's new system on the offensive side and the defensive side, where are weaknesses? What needs to be cleaned up? And um, yeah, those are the things that I've been paying attention to. And in the last preseason game against the Cans Taipans, um, I said that there really wasn't much that I wanted to take away from that game simply because I didn't feel like the competition was um you know something that you could really grade in terms of our performance because i just thought that we were far superior than that particular team but you know we got back into action against a real nba squad the chicago bulls on what was it monday night or tuesday night i don't even know what day it is today it's wednesday so tuesday night all right and you know I'm seeing that there are some positives that we can take away from, you know, what we've seen so far. Like, I'm really loving the two-man game, um, not even just with Pascal or Scotty. Gary Trent Jr. was starting to get into some really good two-man game yesterday. You also seen Dennis Schroeder starting to really take, take the reins of the offense and play within that two-man game. You see Scotty Barnes playing the five, being able to read and react to the defense, making plays off of the two-man game. Now, mind you, everything that we're seeing is not perfect. But has it gotten better from the first preseason game to now? 
And, you know, some of that is really difficult to tell because we're missing our fives, <laughs> like literally missing our fives. We don't have my man Yakib. We haven't seen anything from Precious Achua because he's been sidelined with an injury. Christian Coloco also out with the respiratory illness. And quick side note, it looks like he did travel with the team to Chicago. I did see him on the bench in street clothes. But I would assume that that's something positive in terms of his recovery to possibly getting back on the court. But Chris Boucher has been filling in at the five starting the last two games. And it's not his fault. You know, I don't think that he is a starting caliber player. I think that he could be a good piece off of the bench. But I don't think Chris Boucher is a guy that you're going to want playing heavy minutes at the five. Right? I've been saying that I'm a little bit concerned with that five position. Because yesterday came to fruition exactly everything that I've been thinking about. What happens when your guys get into foul trouble? And when you look at some of these other NBA teams, they got some big bodies off the bench. They got some big bodies starting also. You know? It seems like the Raptors have like one true five. And then everybody else is when i say everybody else i mean precious achua you know he fills in admirably as a backup five we haven't seen what he's been able to do in darko's system but when you look at him he's undersized right he's undersized chris boucher was getting man up yesterday from vucevic and from drummond and how far Drummond has actually regressed since his days in Detroit has actually been, like, astonishing. At one point, he was looking like, you know, an all-star player. I'm not sure if he ever made an all-star team, but he was a player that had really good promise in this league. And now he's been relegated to a bench guy. Now, mind you, he's getting older. He's a vet now in this league. Still a good body to have off the bench when you got to go against some of the bigger guys you know eat up some fouls and stuff you're not asking him to you know play 72 games 30 minutes a night no way but regardless when chris boucher has to go up against these big bodies he is getting bodied in the paint getting bodied now, your body is what your body is. Your body type is what your body type is, you know? I don't think at this point in Chris Boucher's career that we can expect him to go, you know, pack on 20 pounds of muscle and look like a Giannis out there. Like, I just don't think that that's going to happen for him. But I'm concerned at the five. I'm concerned. And I'm actually starting to wonder if Mohamedou Gay might be the replacement for Chris Boucher. Now, mind you, Chris Boucher is a Canadian. He's one of our guys. We love Chris Boucher. We want the best for Chris Boucher. But at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, we are Raptors fans, and we want to see the team get back to the promised land. 
So I would not be surprised at some point in this season, because Chris Boucher is still a valuable, can be a valuable piece on somebody's bench. You know, he has a skill skill set where he can hit the three. Mind you, he's not the most consistent shooter from three, but he can hit the three. He runs the court well. He goes to the he goes to the rim with aggression. He can hit free throws. He can um protect the rim, mainly on like the offside, you know, offside help block at the rim, or you know, someone's trying to dunk on him like a smaller guard or something. He's gonna send that back. You know, you're not just gonna have an easy day on him, which makes him a good trade asset at some point. But we really need to get our fives healthy. All right. This guy had six fouls yesterday, played 13 minutes and fouled out and got bodied. Now, I know he's still finding his way, just like everybody else in Darko's system, Coach Darko's system. But he's being a little bit exposed right now as a player because we're asking him to do things that generally isn't in his skill set. But anyways, I don't want to sound too critical on Chris Boucher. It's just noticeable when you see it out there on the court. All right. Now, we ended up the game. We ended off the game being tied in the uh, rebound stat line. I think it was 43-43. But it seemed like, like at some point in that first half, the Bulls were just out-rebounding us, getting on the offensive boards. We did a much better job in the second half getting on the offensive boards where, you know, when you look at the stat line, it looked pretty much even at the end of the day. But when you look at the game itself, it just didn't, it felt like the Raptors offensive rebounds, some of them were just, you know, being active around the bucket, getting some tips, just, you know, moving around. But the Bulls, theirs more seemed more powerful. Like, just being bigger than you and gaining position, which is what Vucevic was doing, where I believe he had five offensive rebounds last night. But you still got to give credit to guys like Scotty Barnes and OG Ananobi, who are still able to bang down low, you know, put a body on and get those rebounds and play good defense. But but we're really missing Jakob Pertl right now. Because Vucevic went off yesterday for a double-double, 20 and 10. Five of those rebounds offense, five of them were defense. So we got to do something by the time the regular season starts. Because next week, Wednesday, we're a week from today, we are going to be going up against a big front line. I believe we start off against the Timberwolves. So you're looking at Rudy Gobert, and you're looking at um, Carl Anthony Towns, and you're looking at Nas Reed. They got three big men coming off the bench, like traditional bigs. Or not even just coming off the bench, just in general. They got three traditional bigs. We have one, and we're not even sure if he's going to play. So that's something that I want to see get cleaned up by the time um, the regular season comes around. But I still want to give some respect to Scotty Barnes, man. Because you see him playing defense against Vucevic, and Vucevic is not bullying him. 
The only thing that I worry about is if Scotty Barnes is going to play the one, the three, the four, and the five this season, is he going to get worn down by the time game 40 comes around? I don't think that's really what you want for Scotty Barnes, regardless of how well he's playing right now. And he is playing well. My man is seeing the floor. Now, mind you, the assist totals aren't where I would like them to be. Like, last night, I don't even think he got an assist. Let me just double-check that real quick. Right? Sorry, he had three assists last night. Don't know how much we really expect for him to get this season. I would say I'm looking at somewhere between six and a half. Six to six and a half assists per game. So not a bad night from Scotty. Plus, he didn't play the full complement of minutes, right? Because it's still a preseason. But the man is, he's seeing the floor. He's making the right reads. He's banging down low. He's playing in the post. This guy's out there shooting threes yesterday. When he has time to shoot the three, and he's not thinking about it, it's just a fluid motion. Scotty's looking like he can hit them three. So if, if, if teams are going to play off of Scotty Barnes, he could make them pay to begin the season because I don't see teams, based on the scouting report, from historical data, because we know everything's analytical now in the NBA and in most sports, to be honest, and everything's analytical, you're not, like, running out on Scotty at the three-point line. You want to contain and get a, a, get a hand up be able to react if it's a pump fake and, and, and a drive. So if Scotty's able to neutralize that and hit some threes like he did last night against the Bulls, I think that that could be, that can open up more of his game and open up more of the offense as well. Now the assists weren't really flowing yesterday like we expect them to. You know what I mean? And, I, and I'm talking about the team in totality. The assists weren't really flowing like that. I think we had like 23 assists yesterday. But, um, you know, we, don't, we didn't shoot the ball particularly well yesterday, especially from three. I think we ended up the game at like 27%. And we got to be better as a team shooting the three. And I don't want to see a big disparity between home and the road shooting the three. We need to see some consistency at home and on the road with the three ball. That was a problem last year for us also. The Raptors actually came out hot last year, if I remember, shooting the three. We were like one of the top three-point shooting percentage teams in the league for like the first 10 games or something like that. And then we just heavily regressed. Now, I'm not asking for them to come out and be the number one uh, three-point shooting team in the league to start the season. But as long as we're consistent, somewhere around the league average, consistently for the year, I'd be good with that. We can't have guys like Gary Trent Jr. You come out now in the first half, you drill three threes. I think you were four for six from the floor at like the eight minute mark in the second quarter. All right? You're, you are our hottest shooter from beyond the, beyond the arc so far to start that game. 
The rest of the game, you hit no shots. None. Offer. This is something that we need to get from Gary Trent Jr. for the season. And when I say this, I mean consistency. Especially if he's going to be the main scorer off the bench unit. Can't have those ones, man. I was talking about this in an earlier video. Gary Trent Jr., one day, not even one day, for like three games, this guy will go off, score somewhere between 20 and 35 within that three-game span consistently, efficiently. And then the next three games, you know, you're scoring eight points or 12 points as a volume shooter, inefficient volume shooter. Not trying to be critical. I'm just a fan that is analyzing the game, and I want the best from my squad. That's it. I want to win. I want to win. Nevertheless, Gary Trent Jr. did play well yesterday in the two-man game. Right? You're seeing him making the reads, feeding Scotty, getting easy buckets around the rim. That's good offense. That is exactly what Coach Darko Ryakovich wants to see from this team. He doesn't want that ball to stick. He wants the ball to move. He wants guys to make quick decisions, but high IQ decisions. And when you don't have the ball, you got to rotate and get to the open spots because that ball may come back and find you at some point for an open shot. Gary does a very good job of moving without the ball, getting to those open spots. That I will definitely say. But the shooting aspect of it is inconsistent. So hopefully, as the season goes on, we'll start to see more of that consistency from Gary Trent Jr. And doesn't it seem like Pascal Siakam is just quietly going about his business? 8 for 11 yesterday, 22 points, had a couple threes. Like, Pascal Siakam playing within this system is a better player than he's ever been. Except playing next to Kawhi. Because playing next to Kawhi, playing next to a superstar, you, like, you're going to, first of all, you're not going to be touching the ball as much as you know, you probably do now, especially in the offense that we were playing in at that time, which was very ISO heavy, taking advantage of mismatches, right? But that was like three years ago, so that's ancient history. But if you compare it to last year and this year, not to say Pascal wasn't a good player last year, but man, he was pounding the air out of that ball last year, pounding the air out of that ball. But now he's getting the ball on the move, making good decisions, taking high-efficiency shots, a lot of it around the rim. Like, Pascal's looking good, G. Pascal is looking good, ladies and gentlemen. And this is in reduced minutes because it's just the preseason. And the reason why I'm holding a lot of weight on this game versus the game against Sacramento and the game against the Taipans is because the starters on both sides were playing into the fourth quarter. This was the tune-up game. 
especially for Chicago because they played five preseason games. We're playing four. So the Bulls' next preseason game, they're probably just going to rest their starters. Maybe they come out and play in the first quarter. With us, maybe we play the first quarter. Maybe we play the second quarter. But I don't expect our guys to be out there like that right before the regular season starts. Like, this was the game that you really want to hold a lot of weight against. And I thought that we played really good defensively. I'm really liking what we're doing on the defensive end because we're still showing some aggression. OG's getting his hands on some, um, you know, tip balls. Barnes getting his hands on tip balls. Pause, it sounds crazy. But basically, they're getting in the passing lanes. But they're not shooting the gaps on, like, they're regular, right? They're picking and choosing their spots. And with Chicago, the reason why they couldn't get to the line as much as we did last night, where we drilled them from the line. We're a plus 20 from the free throw line. But the reason why they weren't getting to the line as much is not like they weren't driving to the bucket. The thing is that the Raptors' defense, they're collapsing on the drive. And when they collapse on the drive and they're not switching off so much, they're able to get back to the three-point line and contest the shots. It's really beautiful. It's like poetry in motion. It's not like, like last year was organized chaos on defense, the last two years. Organized chaos. And it was nice to watch too, right? But you're asking a lot out of your players to just be flying around like that <laughs> and then getting into the, the open court on a fast break. But this year, it seems like we're a lot more, I don't want to say relaxed, but it, it, it's organized fundamentals. You sag in, you get on the um on the um on the penetrator, and then you get out to the three-point line and defend the three. The only part where I feel like we're kind of lacking right now is on the, uh, is on the defensive boards, where I'm still feeling like we're getting to them, but I don't see no box outs. I've had this in my notes now for three straight preseason games. I ain't never seen no box outs. I think I've seen like a couple against Sacramento, but I'm not seeing no box outs. We are relying on our athleticism and length for rebounds. All right. Now, I thought that we had a good bounce back to the fourth quarter from the third quarter because the third quarter, like, we gave up way too many points to Zach Levine and um, Vucevic. I think they scored 20 out of their 26 in that um, in that 20 out of the 26 that they scored in that third quarter came from Vucevic or Zach Levine. Went off on us. Now, I understand Zach Levine is the type of guy, he gets hot, he starts filling himself, and, yeah, he can fill it up real quick. But, like... We got to be better, straight up and down. You got to be better. Giving up too many offensive rebounds, second chance points. It was like, But they bounced back well in the fourth quarter. I thought we played well. Once the starters went to the bench with, I think it was about six minutes left in the fourth quarter, we were up eight. Now, we won by four. The Bulls took the lead at some point within that fourth quarter, like really late in that fourth quarter. And then Grady Dix stood up. Hit a three and took the lead, put us up by two. The reason I want to highlight that play, 
is because that play should be shown to him and everybody else in the film room. Freeman Liberty going to the basket, making the right kick out, Grady Dick hitting the three. Good offense. And I thought after that, Grady might have, you know, forced a few shots here and there. But, you know, to hit that three to put us up, that that basically almost won us the game. And and my man, Mamadou, Mohamedou Gay, that man was going to the bucket with force, trying to slam it on Mans, getting to the loose balls, hit his free throws. Like, that man looks like a spark plug off the bench, man. Looks like a spark plug off the bench. Like, that's the type of guy. And I, I, I got to check his contract. I'm not sure if he's on a two-way, an exhibit 10, whatever you call it. Like, I need to check his contract because he's a guy that I'm sure should get some minutes for the Raptors at some point. You put him in there for a three, four-minute stint when, you know, a night where the Raptors have come out flat in, like, January, you're like, you know, you got to go to, like, Milwaukee or something, and it's cold, and it's snowing, and a man just, you know, the, you're playing a back-to-back. Now, mind you, I don't know what the schedule is. I'm just kind of making it up. You understand what I'm trying to say, though, right? And you have a guy like that come off the bench, be a spark plug, get everybody, you know, live, and then wake him up. That's the type of player I think this guy could be. And at some point, you know, I'm not able to see the full extent of his game yet. But at some point, it's possible that, you know, he may be a replacement for Chris Boucher. All right. Now. Lastly. Um, the Raptors, I think, only had or they had like 20 turnovers last night. Um, <laughs> I was just looking at the stats. Last year, we averaged 11.7 turnovers per game, which was first in the NBA. If we are going to battle for a playoff spot, there are two areas from so far this preseason that I need to see cleaned up. One, take care of the basketball. Stop turning it over at this high clip. 10 per half. That's not going to get it done in the regular season. Number two, you have got to put a body on the rebounders and not give up so many offensive rebounds. You got to get to the defensive glass, especially if this year you're not trying to turn people over at the clip that we did last year. Now, mind you, again, this is the preseason, but we are getting close to the regular season next Wednesday. Now, we have one more preseason game against the, um, is it the Wizards? Against the Wizards on Friday, okay? 
That one's going to be from Scotiabank Arena. But after that, the season begins, man. And to set off the season, I am going to, uh, you know, have something a little special for y'all, either coming out on Friday or Saturday. So please like, share, and subscribe if you want to see what we got in store for y'all. But until then, I appreciate you. You know the flex. It's your boy, and I'm out.